Hello and welcome to episode 98 of the Viva Albertos podcast. My name is John Fleming. I'm a writer and editor at Viva Albertos. I am joined once again by another writer and editor at Viva Albertos. This writer and editor's name at Viva Albertos. I'm for some reason acting like I'm forgetting the name, but I know what it is actually Heather Simon. Heather, how are you doing? Hello, everyone. I'm doing well. Heather's currently opening a bag of uh, M&Ms for some reason. I'm not totally sure what the reason is. She's appears to be color coordinating them which what other reason would i be opening a bag of m&ms i mean to eat them is like a common reason yeah. people open m&ms i was trying to do it quietly so yeah as to not disturb the listening audience but now you've called me out i mean we could have waited like a second to let you open them and then i would like we could postpone the recording by a minute it, whatever okay i didn't realize i wanted them until we started recording well we're probably all gonna need a lot, a lot of candy to get through this episode so if you want to Cue some up for me too. That might be helpful. Okay, you don't actually have to cue some up for me, but I have more. Okay, but but thank you. But so anyway, the Cardinals played baseball in a sense over the last week, and yeah, in a technical yeah. sense of the word, it's not great. And we're really, I think, going out of our way to avoid talking about the Cardinals because it's just kind of sad. But I guess you know under the pretense that maybe somebody doesn't know exactly what's going on, the Cardinals and the Cubs each have 12 games left in the season, and the Cardinals are now six games back at the Cubs. It's tough. It's going to be tough. It's not impossible, but it's really unlikely. And it also doesn't help that the Brewers are also currently ahead of the Cardinals. So, the At Car- least finish in front of the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, That's going gr- to be my new goal. Granted, the most likely path for the Cardinals to still win the division, which, again, not likely, but if you had to pick most likely, would be... The Cardinals going crazy, and the odds that the Brewers go crazy to the exact same level are are low. So I think if the Cardinals can catch the Cubs, I'm not worried about the Brewers. I'm yeah. just extremely worried about catching the Cubs. That would be the problem. And, yeah. But before but we, but three of those games are against the Cubs. That's true. So if they can get within three before, the, then they can get a swept again. Isn't it in St. Louis this time? Yes. That you never know. They swept the Pirates. I believe last... it's four. I believe it's four games against the Cubs. Oh, four. So. Let me uh, let me double check that because I'm not really. Um... If they can get within, they can win two games, catch two games up on the Cubs, then it's all in their own hands. Yeah, because they sent me a yeah. It's four games against the Cubs because the Cardinals sent me an email about uh, dynamic deal pricing for all inclusive tickets for as low as seventy five dollars. Which, if that were on a weekend, I would totally do it. But yeah, it's not. During the week, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to drink a lot to get through the uh, get through those games. It's gonna be tough, but it is going to be tough. It will be literally impossible, I guess, if they're not two games within, or they don't make up two games before they play the Cubs. I guess. Well, there's a series after that for the Cardinals. They they still oh, really? they play the Brewers mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Oh, which I think the funniest thing that would be possible is the Cardinals go on an amazing run. They sweep the Cubs. They catch the Cubs. And then they get swept by the Brewers at the end of the season, and the Brewers win the division. I could live with that, at least. I'm not rooting for it, but it would be funny. Uh, like, not ha-ha funny, but, like, irony funny? Yeah, it's, fun- it's Is funny. Is that technically irony? I think I would find it funny in the way that I find, like, Goodfellas or Fargo to be funny movies. Like, they're not comedies, but I find humor in them, even though there's a bunch of people getting murdered. Okay. Fair. Which I think is a good analogy for the way this season's gone for the Cardinals, but... <laughs> As I mentioned, we're trying to procrastinate on discussing the Cardinals too in depth. We will eventually because I kind of feel like we're obliged to do so. But um, I have some trivia 
for you, okay. Heather, and I believe you have some trivia for me. Kind of. It's not exactly trivia. It is a sign that Heather also really doesn't want to talk baseball if she's coming up with trivia questions for it's, me. It's not really trivia. You guys will okay. find out in a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the re- nature of each other's questions, but she has recommended that I give trivia to her first, so I yeah. will do so. Can I borrow your uh, your pen? Oh, yeah. So I can help keep score? It's not the paper that has the answers. Okay. So, as has been the case for a while, and is looking increasingly likely to be the case for the entirety of the 2017 season, the Cardinals leader in uh, wins above replacement by baseball reference, fan graphs. Did I win? Um, I won the trivia. No, it's a little bit further in depth than that. But Tommy Pham is correct. And Tommy Pham is an interesting case, of course, because he's... For a player who's really just making his emergence in, ma- in Major League Baseball, he's relatively old for ha- for doing so. Mm-hmm. He is uh, 29 years old. I thought I was done at this point in my life. I'm, I'm 28. I thought I was done at this point of having players who are older than me having breakthroughs. I figured that, you know, best case scenario, I'm hoping for a guy that's a year or two younger than me. Mm-hmm. I remember whenever Luke Voigt got called up, people were saying, oh, he's not a prospect. He's too old to be a prospect, and he's two years younger than I am, <laughs> which is not not great. I don't know. You're getting close to that point, though, Heather, because Paul DeYoung is younger than you, so... Yeah, but... Th- that point will hit soon. There's only really one way to age. I'd rather just keep doing it. Yes. As opposed to the alternative. But anyway, the... Uh, and I th- would like to think our listeners would rather that as well. I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. But, so, uh, Tommy Pham, he's 29 years old, he was born on March 8th, 1988. Okay. I have a list of people here. Some of them are baseball players, some of them are not. You are going to have to tell me if this person is older or younger than Tommy Pham. Okay. I will, March I will, 8, 1988. Yes. I'll remind you as okay. often as you need March 8, 1988, but hopefully you kind of get the gist of it. Or you can okay. write it down, I guess, if you want yeah, to. Yeah, uh, let me write it down. I will give you the pen back. We are we are very technical. 3, and... 8, 1988. My yes. My dad's birthday is the 6th, but not in 1988. That was a year after. Yeah, if your dad was born in 1988, I would feel very... That was a year after he graduated high school. Okay. Well, so a list of people. Do you mean to tell you how many people are on the list, just so you can know what you have to try to shoot for to get to... Um, sure. I have 13 total people on the list. Okay. Which sounds like a lot, but it's a pretty quick question. Okay. Okay. So older... Or younger, yes. 3-8-1988. So is this person older or younger than Tommy Pham? The first person is St. Louis Cardinals third baseman Jed Jerko. Um, he is younger. Jerko is younger. Okay. One of my favorite fun facts about the season is the He's fact that Jed Jerko... Yeah. yeah, Jed Jerko seems like he should be like five years older than Tommy Pham, but nope. He's, uh, he was born on September 23rd, 1988, so he's a little over six months younger. Okay. Next up is uh, popular singer-slash-songwriter Taylor Swift. Is Taylor Swift older or younger than Tommy Pham? Younger. She is younger. She was born December 13th, 1989. And she also had an album called 1989, so that probably makes it a little bit easier. I just remember her being like 16 when I was 12, or something like that. Yeah, it sounds like Or she, I mean, she's later in 89. Like, we have the same year of birth, but she she's... She might have been 17 or 18. But I just remember her like first album came out when I was like in the 8th grade. Or maybe seventh, but something like that. Well, she could have been older than she was, I guess. She could have been in her 20s, and then... Okay, it doesn't matter. I just, but okay, just go ahead. This is all pointless. <laughs> Again, we're really procrastinating hard on this, I realize. Okay, so next person up is uh, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Bradford. Oh, gosh. Okay, his birthday is um, November 9th, 
So he, 1980, I think it's 1988, but it's in November, so he's younger. Sam Bradford is older. Uh, His birthday is November 8th, 1987. Dang it. I was couldn't remember if it was 87. He is 29. Dang. He is, yes, he's 29. He'll be turning 30 I did the math wrong. in about a month and a half. And it's November 8th? November 8th, 1987. Oh, yeah, because he... I should have known that, because my sister, I won't say, but she she uses a combination of his birthday and other things for, like, her passwords and stuff. <laughs> I guess you'd have to know her account. Yeah, please don't say what the other things yeah. are. But it's... Anyway. Uh, your sister's in high school. She doesn't have anything worth stealing. Whatever. No, no. These are, like... You could take the ACT for her if you wanted, I guess. I don't know. But I kind of want to do that, because I was thinking the, I was thinking a couple weeks ago... How would I do on the ACT if I did? I think I would still do pretty well. I would definitely do better because I did really well except for the science, which is like reading charts, and I've gotten a lot better at that kind of stuff. I think I would do about the same. Well, it's not even that I've gotten better at that. I just, I've gotten way better at the math, um, and then I think I'd be the same in everything else, and I think I would just do better on the science because I had an off day that day. My worst section by far was reading, which is a good sign when you're a person that, you know, writes. I killed That's, the reading. I did go to, actually did really well on, I did well on the English part, but not well on the reading part, which... Reading is hard. Seems weird. Yes. <laughs> reading is hard. Thank you to all who uh, put up with the struggle and yes. read our work, by the way. Okay, so, uh, next player up, you're currently 2-1. I should have the Sam Bradford one. I'm still kicking myself. Former St. Louis Cardinal, current Seattle Mariners starting pitcher, Mike Leak. Mike Leak is younger. He's younger than Tommy Pham? Yeah. He is older than Tommy Pham. His birthday is November 12th, 1987, so he's four days younger than Bradford. Oh. Okay, so you're two for four right now. Okay. Okay, next player up is uh, St. Louis Blues forward Patrick Berglund. He is, um, he is, okay, he is, what? Three? I decided to throw a bone to Heather with her favorite football player and her favorite hockey player. I should have got player. the Bradford one. Okay, because Patrick Berglund is four years older than me, so he would be younger. He's so younger. Patrick Berglund's younger. Patrick Berglund is younger. He was born June second, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. So he's actually about four and a half years older than you. But I just know that he mostly when I'm twenty-four, he's twenty-seven. Okay. I had to figure this out when I was like eight, eighteen, nineteen, if it was appropriate, if we could get married, and it is. <laughs> Patrick Berglund, if you're listening. I think he's currently married, so no, it really would I'm not positive of this. I don't think so. You he, would, ha- he hasn't been. You would know this better than I would. But there are... I, I have been shown Instagram pictures of a girl that he is with a lot, so I'm sure he's dating someone, but... Well, maybe you can just, find... Maybe you can find her... that out there. You can find her somebody that would be better for her, and yeah. it, that's fine. No. I'm sure this I'm sure she's very lovely. <laughs> Well, I don't know anything about her. But when I was her. 18 or 19, he was not dating anyone. He was still rooming with T.J. Oshie, living the single life. So that's when that's when the Mary and Patrick Berglund dreams came to fruition. Came to fruition implies you actually married him. Oh. Well, they began. Okay. Commenced. Yeah. It began, I think, works fine. Okay, so uh, next up is uh, Chicago Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo. Um... Older. Anthony Rizzo is younger than Tommy Pham. Yeah. Anthony Rizzo was born August 8th, 1989. He looks older, though. Yeah. I, I will grant... Like, he's got a little bit of the Jerko thing going. Yeah. Also, I don't care about the Cubs. So... <laughs> well, do you care about getting this trivia right? Don't answer that. You do. Yeah. I should have got the Sam Bradford thing. That's the only thing I will re- regret from this trivia. Okay, so you're three for six. There's seven names left. I hope it comes down to the last one. That would be a lot of fun for me. 
So next up is Los Angeles Dodgers starting pitcher Clayton Kershaw. Is Kershaw older or younger than Tommy Pham? Kershaw is older. Clayton Kershaw is younger than Tommy Pham. I knew that was going to be Only by 11 days. I knew there was going to be one in here that... March 19th, 1988. I'll tell you this much. There's nobody else on here that's closer. Okay. I knew there was going to be one that was going to be real close. I didn't pick somebody else who was born the same day as him or anything like that. Okay. Okay. So you're currently behind. It's three for four. You're three for seven, so three and four. Okay. Next up is... I'm going back to the world of music with another singer-songwriter, Adele. Adele? Okay, so... She just had that album 21, well not just, but the album 21 came out when she was 21. And that was what, like 2011? So it's been six years since then, so she's younger. Well, I should let you know that the album 21 was recorded It was recorded when she was 21, not released when she was 21. She's still younger, okay. so you still got it right. I thought I had some yeah. leeway, even if I was wrong with yeah. like, the exact dates. May 5th, 1988 is her birthday. So cool. you are... Uh, Four and four, four and four right now. So let's go with another musician. We have a singer. I don't know that she's really a songwriter, but she is a singer. Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Older. She is older. This was this was the biggest gap I think on the list. But I felt like yes. this was a trick. October twenty. October twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. Okay. She's older than she seems. I must say, but I think I still would have probably guessed older as well. Okay, so. You're back on the, the right side of things, so we'll go one more music, then we'll go with some sports ones after that. Okay. Um, former kids TV person, as well as now rapper Drake. Oh. Um, older. Drake is older. October 24th, 1986. He does not seem that old to me, but... No, yeah, but it just seemed, it seemed like a... I don't know. Maybe he does seem old to me. <laughs> he seemed like he should be about my age, and yet he's apparently 30. Which I guess is not that far off, but still, he'll be turning <laughs> he'll be turning thirty one next month. But you're you're rolling now. You're Yay. looking looking very strong here. So if you get this next one right, you'll clinch getting the majority of them right. So okay. I previously referenced Sam Bradford and Patrick Berglund to go with some of your other sporting allegiances. So okay. now I'm going to a player who you root for his uh, college team, uh, Manti Teo. Um, okay, so was that 2011? He was a senior. So if you just add four years, oh, five, six years, that would put him at 28. Uh, um, I'm going to say he is younger. He was born on January 26th, 1991. Oh, yes. I'm not sure why you thought I, okay. Do you want the other one? The other one, the other two, just for fun, even though you got it yes. wrapped up. Okay, yeah, let's so do it. people listening along can. So I decided to go to a different sport altogether. I went with uh, Los Angeles Clippers uh, power forward, I think, uh, Blake Griffin. Uh, younger. He is younger. March sixteenth, nineteen eighty nine, and uh, the final one was former St. Louis Cardinals left fielder Matt Adams. Matt Adams. Um, younger. Matt Adams is younger. August 31st, 1988. So, got off to a little bit of a rough start there, but ended up really riding the ship. So, you ended up getting 9 out of 13 correct. Yay! And I should have got the Bradford one. I was just a year off on his birthday, which I should not have been. Good job, Heather. But apparently you have some trivia for me. Okay, yes. Um, not really trivia. It's more of the Cardinals minor league affiliate. 
the Memphis Redbirds. Yes. You might have heard of them. They won the Pacific Coast League championship over the weekend. Yes. So some good news from the Cardinals. Um, they tweeted out because one of the things that made this this season so spectacular for the team was that they were what like twenty two games ahead of the next team in their division. They won ninety games this season, and all that with a bunch of players going to St. Louis. Um, they tweeted that they had 62 different players this season, 22 to St. Louis, and only four with the season with the team all season long, which would be interesting. I should have found out who those four were. But instead, I, I looked, thought I, I was afraid you were going to ask me who they were. Instead, I looked up the 22 that went to St. Louis. So, just for fun, how many of these 22 players that went that have played for the Cardinals and the, the Memphis, Memphis Red- Redbirds this season. So 22 players that have played, I guess, at least one game for both the AAA affiliate and the Major League affiliate. I, and I'm not counting, like, rehab starts. Okay. So just, like, they, got, they would, like, got legit sent yeah. down. Okay. So, um, well, Carson Kelly, didn't, he got... He was not on the team originally, but now has, he started with Memphis and has been promoted. So I'm guessing Carson Kelly would be on there? Yes, Carson okay. Kelly. Let's see here. I'm sort of going position by position, so that's why I'm... That, that'd be a good strategy. Kind of going around. Olympus Diaz started out in St. Louis and was demoted to yes. Memphis. Did I write him down? I meant to write him down. Okay. But yes, I'll just write him down and cross him off again. Uh, Luke, oh, wait, there he is. Luke Voigt has played for both. Yes. Harrison Bader has played for both. Yes. He's on here somewhere. Here we go. Steven Piscotty. Yes. Randall Gritchick. Yes. Where did I write him down? Oh, wait. I just wrote Gritchick. The uh, basis of our previous question, Tommy Pham. Yep. He started the season with Memphis. He sure did and spent about a month there. There's another infielder that I think did, but I'm going to put off uh, saying him for now. Actually, I don't think he did, but he might have. But I'm going to wait until later to think of that. I don't think there's any other out Or um, did Martinez? I think he did. I'm going to hold off on Martinez, though. I, I think he's probably on there, but I don't want to blow that guess. So uh, Luke Weaver? Yes. Okay. Jack Flaherty? Yes. Alex Mejia? Yes. Okay. Do, do, do. Trying to think. There's some... Uh, there's been plenty of relievers who have kind of... I feel like most of them that I'm thinking of were... Uh, I can't remember if Lyon. I don't think Lyon's ever was. I think he's out of options. Uh, John Brebia? Yep. Okay. And... Let's see here. I feel like at this point I've just kind of learned to ignore the various pitchers on the team for (laughs) somewhat obvious reasons. For worse, better, or worse. Okay, I'll just say it. Jose Martinez? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm double-checking now, but I... Yeah, he did. Because he started out the season in St. Louis, I know for sure, and... 
I thought he had gotten demoted, but I wasn't... Just for, like, a very brief amount of time, because then someone yeah. got hurt. It says three games on here. I was just double-checking, because I wrote them down without checking, and then I thought I'd better check. But uh, Sam Tuivalala? Yes. Okay. Let's see here. How many names are there left that I haven't said? Um, well, I haven't said Paul DeYoung yet. Nope. Okay, DeYoung. Okay, there are... One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Seven. Oh my eight. good. Okay. Well, there's no way I'm getting all of them. I might be able to fake my way through another one or two. There's probably somebody very obvious I'm missing, which is probably why you asked me this question, which I don't fault you for because I would. I, I think you got all the obvious ones. Well, there's a couple you you'll kick yeah. yourself for. So I feel like Colton Wong played in Memphis at some point, but I don't think... I think it was on a rehab assignment. I don't think he was ever outright sent down. So I guess I'll avoid him, but that's just me sort of talking out loud. Mm-hmm. Kind of going around the horn here. Obviously, um, um, Miguel Sokolovich. I don't have him on my list, but he could be. Was he not? I, th- I thought he played some in Memphis. I thought he was, whenever he was DFA'd, I thought he ended up getting I thought he was sent back to Memphis. He could have. I just don't have him on my list. Okay. But continue. Okay. Uh, John Gant? Yeah. Okay. It's just like all these like very nondescript sort of... <laughs> Average-looking white guys that I'm just totally forgetting about. Yeah, I keep thinking of Garcia, but I know he hasn't. At least I'm pretty sure he hasn't. I'm pretty sure he's out of options. I said Bader. I said... Um, I feel like I'm visualizing, because I've seen like the opening day lineup for Memphis, and there's a lot of now very familiar names on it. Oh boy. Okay. There's. Is it, did I say Alcantara yet? No. Okay, Sandy Alcantara. So you have one, two, three, four, five left, and then there's one I put a question mark by. I'll just tell you, it's Greg Garcia, but he might be. I might have him on there mistakenly, and it might be Sokolovich who should be there. I thought Garcia started in Memphis. I mean, it's possible. I'm... I need to look it up. This is a very half-assed trivia question per... Uh... Per the standards we've come to yes. know and love from Heather. Yes. Okay, so... This is a good trivia question, by the way. I must say, like, I all trivia questions frustrate me if I don't know them, so therefore I'm frustrated by it, but... I'm trying to find the four that have been on the team the whole time now. Because, like, now I'm incredibly curious who those are. I think Patrick Wisdom's probably one of them. Yeah. But I don't think he ever got called up. Yeah, Sokolovich is on the team right now. Okay. So he was probably the one. I'm going to just cross off Garcia and put Sokolovich. So. Because unless I'm totally forgetting, I'm pretty sure he was in St. Louis. What about Rowan Wick? Would he have been on the team all all through the year? Well, he was never in St. Louis. I'm not sure if he ever went to Springfield. No, no. Oh, no, I'm talking... Oh, yeah. I get you. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, continue. I'm really just hoping I get one wrong just so I can kind of call it a day. Well, do you want to give up? 
I, I kind of do, but I feel like I should get one wrong first. Like, doesn't that just seem like that would be the... Well, if you can't think of any, then you can just say... I'm just going to say a name that I know is just very yeah. obviously wrong. There's... There's definitely th- someone you're missing. I, uh, like- I can give you some hints. You want hints? Okay, sure. Let's we'll do hints. Just to this uh, speedster has caused Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Do let's see. Sierra was Sierra was a bad miss. Yeah, I'm trying to do the music. The the Jeopardy music or the no the um the Twilight Zone music. No, what is that? I'm pretty sure that's the Twilight Zone music you were doing. Well, whatever the one with Freddy Krueger. Or wait, Freddy Krueger? Is that Friday the 13th or Elm Street? It's, um... I don't, I don't watch horror movies, but... It's, it's Elm Street. Yeah, Friday the 13th is uh, Jason Voorhees. Basically, uh... I don't watch horror movies either. I think it's the Friday the 13th music I'm trying to do. It's possible I've just totally... Maybe gotten all of these confused. But anyway... But yeah, that's that was supposed to be a hint. The oh, uh, Mike Myers. Yeah, that's Halloween. But okay, Halloween. Whatever. I don't watch horror movies. Got a little sidetracked there, which again, good thing because <laughs> you know we have a lot of time to kill. Want to avoid talking about the Cardinals? This other one was the subject of a controversial tweet. The subject of a controversial Not really tweet. The subject. Oh, but... uh, Ryan Sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, don't even, I don't even remember what the tweet was. I just remember Pardon being me a... after the sheriff got pardoned. That really... Oh, I won't bring it up, but... Anyway, oh, yeah. The pardon me tweet. Oh, he, I was thinking because he had made some tweet about... Like, where he was mad about not getting put on the 40 man or something during spring training. He is also the composer of yes. a controversial tweet. Okay. That was way so in the future. A shockingly large amount of Ryan share of controversy, considering how nondescript of a player he's been. This... There's two left, and one of them, we can never remember how to say his first name. Well, I already said Sierra, so it's not him. I can't remember how to say his first name. Hmm. I don't really know any clues to give for him because he's he. I think he had one at bat that I can actually remember. Um, Was it uh, Valera? Yeah. Okay. Bravik, um, I think. Bravik, yeah. And then the last one, I don't really know how to give a clue for him, but he's been he was on the team last year. Um, He's been on the team before because of the nature of his position and the injuries that have occurred there and the fact that we um, had to... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think how else to describe it. The nature of... I, I would think... It's not pitcher, though. I, I would think catcher based on what yes. you said. He's one of the catchers. Well, Fryer never played in Memphis, did he? No, it's not okay. Fryer. Because I had thought about him for a second. He was on the team last year, though, at some point, because mm-hmm. Brian Pena got hurt, and then we got rid of Fryer. Maybe it was last year or two years McHenry? ago. McHenry? No. I didn't think so. Oh, there was... Um, he it, was the jer- a jersey at the game on Wednesday, one of the jersey answers. Oh, man. I, I know who you're talking about. I'm totally blanking on his name, though. Um... Uh, there's a famous actress with this is her first name and her last name is Dawson. Oh, Alberto Rosario. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's all of them. I wish I knew the four that have been on the team the whole time. I think we we guessed that maybe it would be. Um, it sure feels like wisdom because wisdom, wisdom has been like their big hitter throughout the year. Maybe Ponce de Leon. Yeah. Well, um, well, he was hurt for a while too because he had the 
concussion. Yes, but doesn't he count as being on the team? The I whole think time? I think so because I don't think he ever went elsewhere. So probably wisdom, Ponce de Leon, Jacob Wilson. Yeah, that's that's another one. And there's one more. I don't know who it would be besides. Um, there's Arturo Reyes. He seems he, too young. He, he would count. He's not that young. But has he been been on the team the whole year? He hasn't been with St. Louis. I know that much. Again, my knowledge of Memphis to Springfield and vice versa. Josh Zeed, born in 1987. He seems like... I, I feel like he was picked up during the season. Dang it. Either way, I think we found three of them that were on the team the whole time. I mean, I can check now that I'm not beholden to trying to answer trivia questions correctly. Because... <laughs> Nick jo- Martini, he's born in 1990. He'd be because Josh, I think it's pronounced Adolis Garcia. Yeah, he might, he might be it. Anyway, basically, these guys did a really good job this season, um, especially considering we just listed off all the names of the players that have played there and left there, and there's some pretty, pretty big names. Like they all, they did this without Paul DeYoung for most of the season. Without, you know, well, Tommy Without Pham, Tommy Pham after really. he went up to his rightful spot. Yeah. Without Harrison Bader for a bit of the season. Without Luke Weaver. Without Flaherty at the end. Um, I think it's pretty impressive. But, and not only that, they're in the postseason and they're winning, like, postseason games. Oh, they won the whole league, yeah. Yeah, they have to play the Durham Bulls for the... Like minor league World Series kind of thing. Oh, I didn't realize it was still going on. That's how much I pay attention to minor yeah. league baseball. I no, guess, they but... won the Pacific Coast League, and now they played the Durham Bulls for the entire AAA. Um, like I guess the world the World, world Series, Series of is, minor league baseball. Is, yeah. yeah, it's not called the World Series. I'm not exactly sure. I can't remember. It's in the in a post that uh, Josie wrote, but yeah, I haven't gotten around to reading VEB today. My apologies to Josie. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure I'll enjoy it once I read it. But yeah, so I'm pretty excited. And and someone kind of mentioned um, to me that if you think that this team, there's a lot of hope for the Cardinals, even if they don't make it to the postseason this year. If they, uh, these players if play at their kind of projections next season, and then you have these this talent kind of coming through the pipeline... There's a lot of to look forward to. And they have what appears to be a prodigy of a manager in Stubby Clap. Yeah. Not not that the Cardinals could use an upgrade at manager or anything, but no. But I mean, his name's Stubby Clap. That's a baseball name if I've ever heard one. I mean, or I, I, the I, name of a very was, nasty STD. I was gonna say there's a lot of other things I can think <laughs> of that it's much more that I would associate with. Yeah, or STI, I think is what they're called. I had now. a uh, either way. <laughs> I had a uh, I went to a sports trivia night probably about five years ago or so, and. The whole idea was that you would name your team some sort of, like, sports-ish related references. So um, we we call our team the Stubby Claps. And um, <laughs> the guy who was hosting it definitely did not know the name Stubby Clap. Because this was before he was a, a minor league manager. This was even just sort of a long-forgotten Baseball cup of coffee player. with the Cardinals. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he was... I think the guy who was emceeing kind of judged us for that one, but... <laughs> Rightfully so, somewhat, but... But still. Well, we were going with a, a baseball name. name, though. It's not like we were going with yeah. just some kind of dirty-sounding words. But no, he he um, managed the hell out of the game. I think it was against the Chihuahuas. They, yeah, El Paso, who's, who they, I think, last played, right? Yeah, uh, to get to the game that they won for the PCL. That's right. Because they, um, 
they went into extra innings, and there's, like, Mike Myers and, like, these random guys. Like, they had, like, a no-hitter going, or they were, they are not a no-hitter, but they had a bunch of strikeouts, and it was incredible. I didn't get to watch it, but I was kind of following along, and, and Stubby Clapp deserves a lot of credit, too. But especially considering what he's, you know, had to, had to deal with. So I'm just, I'm kind of excited for what the future will hold, no matter yeah, what happens I feel like, this year. I feel like for the crowd that wants Mike Matheny gone, which I'm not saying to distance myself from that crowd, but I feel like for that crowd, Stubby Clap is just sort of like a realistic internal option. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is saying, oh, fire him and hire, fill a name of totally unreasonable candidate. Yeah. Well, I I was trying to think of a good unreasonable candidate name, and I was going to say Terry Francona, knowing full well that, you know, (laughs) they could have hired Terry Francona. Or um, Okendo. Yeah. He's not necessarily unreasonable. I don't think Okendo wants to... I think he'd probably take it. You think he would? Probably. I feel like he doesn't want to manage or do anything. He likes... Maybe not. Maybe I'm totally misreading that, but... But yeah. But I don't think it's unrealistic though, regardless. Yeah. It's not like you're saying you're gonna like bring Joe Torre out of retirement, which speaking right. of managers the Cardinals have had before. But. <laughs> but I think that you would want Stubby Clapp to get more experience. Isn't this his first year managing a triple A team? Is yeah. this his first year managing at all? I think it's it's his first year managing in Memphis, I believe. Let me Right. Pl- it used to be Pop Warner. And then yeah. they called up Pop Warner when they did Which their- has always confused me, because the fact that his name is Pop Warner, and that's like the football... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, that's that's not... Like, Memphis has, has been great as far as, like, the name department goes. You got Stubby Clap, Pop Warner, like, who's next? Like, like Three Fingers, McGee, I don't know, <laughs> you know? I wonder what happened to Chippy. Th- I wonder what happened to Three Fingers McGee. To there is a guy. Well, there's Three Finger Brown. Is yeah, a, there is a guy that had three. And you know why he's called Three Fingers Brown? Because he had three fingers he on had his three pitching fingers. hand. <laughs> there's a lot of mystery to that one. Yeah, I'm like, why? And then I looked, I'm like, oh my god, it's because he only has three fingers. Apparently, Subby Clapp had exactly one RBI for the uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. His number 10 is retired by the Memphis Redbirds, or at least maybe he wears that now. I don't know, but he was the first player to have his. Yep, this was his first year with the uh, with Memphis as the manager. He they had a bobblehead night for him. It's cool. And yeah, apparently I I don't have a lot of familiarity with Memphis or Memphis culture, but apparently he's a big deal there. So so good for him. Yeah. Yeah, and, congr- and good for the Redbirds. Yeah, congratulations to them. It gives some sort of semblance of hope. I'm excited. Yeah. There is sort of that underlying thing that for years, even when the Cardinals were doing well and winning the division, there was a sense of, oh, the Cubs have all these amazing prospects that are coming up. They have Chris Bryant. They have Addison Russell. They have all these guys that are going to come over and take over baseball, which they did last year. And you know t- this year, not quite to the same extent, though they are still in first place. So it's hard to scoff at them too much. But the Cardinals have a lot of interesting young players. They just also have a six-game deficit in the NL Central this year, which is... A bit disheartening. As I mentioned, the Cardinals, they won two of three against Cincinnati Reds. They um, were uncompetitive and boring in the game that they lost in that series, which Heather and I both attended. So, That's why. I blame yeah. myself, really. I think, I think most of us most of us do. <laughs> they should. I, I've been to like ten games, and I've seen yeah. two wins. Maybe two. Maybe only one. 
horrible. It, it was the best seat I've ever had for a baseball or the best seat I've ever bought for a baseball game because mm-hmm. it was maybe 15 rows behind home plate and it was like uh, 20 bucks for it. It was amazing. It was, I guess that's the joy of Wednesday night against Cincinnati with some threat of rain, but <laughs> it did not rain. It just merely was miserable to watch because yeah. they were bad. Beautiful night though. It was a beautiful night. I will, I'll give it that. <laughs> But you know, two of three against the Reds, even with that one disappointing game aside, that's fine. Like you, what's two fine. What's not fine is getting swept. Yeah, the thing is, when you go two for three, though, you're put in a position where the Cardinals needed to at least win two of three against the Cubs. Then, mm-hmm. and on paper, they had the pitching matchups in their favor, especially Ugh. on Friday. Carlos Martinez seemingly is at this point worlds ahead of John Lackey, and mm-hmm. and John Lackey got kicked out of that game, and yes. Wilson Contreras got Contreras. Kicked out and then suspended. And in, yes. <laughs> Wilson Contreras had an interesting year. And then there was, in the last game of the series, I saw someone holding up, like, a Contreras jersey behind home plate. I'm yeah, like, apparently he, he died. He does. Like, he didn't die. <laughs> he got suspended for throwing his mask and hitting an umpire. It's kind of, like, two different things. He's still alive. The, the perspective very much there. A little bit... Well, Chicago had that with the White Sox. Was it last year with um, Adam LaRoche's kid oh. getting uh, kicked out of his job as whatever he was? <laughs> yeah. Basically traveling with the team and not actually going to school. And then once he was told basically to go to school, they hung up his jersey as for oh. being a bat boy as though he um, had passed away, which he had not. He was, <laughs> merely was told to get an education like everybody else. But... Apparently that's a Chicago thing. I don't understand it, but I, I can get behind it. I'm somebody who often takes sports far too seriously, so yeah, in, in a way I can relate. But the Cardinals um, had a rough go of it on Friday. They almost were the, I guess they temporarily were the beneficiary of some good fortune when, uh, as you mentioned, Lackey and Contreras were kicked out of the game for basically for arguing a, a strike or a ball call on Carlos Martinez, which... Was a strike. Was absolutely a strike. But was not a, even a doubt about it. It was a poorly framed strike, for sure. Yeah. And it's not to not to justify it or anything, but I when I saw it in real time, I thought that it was a ball. And then when I saw it go right over the middle, I'm like, oh yeah, it was definitely yeah. a strike. But it was just very poorly framed. Correct. And then they, they found out later Con- Contreras was crossed up, which he had to have been because... He caught the ball way down here. It made it look like a ball. So, I mean, you can get mad, but if you want strikes, catch the ball. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's sort of what's annoying about pitch framing just as an art is that it's all built around deceiving the umpire. Mm -hmm. And it's built around the blind spot that humans have, that humans cannot see the pitch perfectly from that angle. That's true. Probably, the catcher was probably blocking it perfectly, and all I could see is where it ended up. And then I avoid having a lot of sympathy for it, because I know the umpires could have the automated strike zone if they wanted it, but they lobby against it. So, mm-hmm. it's, it's their fault. We can <laughs> criticize them all we want. Umpires are generally very good at their job, but calling balls and strikes is pretty much impossible. Right. It's nothing against the umpires. It's just well, it's against, really hard to do. It's against the umpires in the macro sense, in terms of you are, they could fix this problem. Yeah, you are humans, yeah. and you could get a computer to do it. But on the individual call, though, a mistake was absolutely made. But right. at, the end, at the end of the day, it didn't really make any difference. The Cubs still won. 
Then it was Michael Waka versus Kyle Hendricks on Saturday, yeah. which it's a unique joy being able to watch the Cardinals get destroyed while also watching your favorite college football team lose by 32 on the TV next to it. Mine didn't. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had my dog with me too, so that made it better. And um, some of my friends brought their kids and they were adorable. It was so cute. I wasn't even yeah. really watching the game. <laughs> I got I got to see Kane on Saturday, which was a, a rare treat to see him outside of your apartment. Mm-hmm. He was being very good. Just he, he's been very good the last few episodes, though. I feel like yeah. he's sort of taking a back seat here, and it's really for the benefit. I feel like it's as though we have like a band, and <laughs> he's the drummer who at first was just kind of like drumming like crazy just to prove he was part of the show. But now he's just sort of settling into his role. It's a little bit more low key, but it's helping the overall quality of the performance yeah i say i say somebody likes to hear myself talk so therefore (laughs) the clearer i am the better it is that and i've been uh making sure he gets lots of exercise so he's nice and tired well whatever it is it's working out beautifully (laughs) but then uh so friday and saturday were both sort of non-competitive games but sunday came around and sunday was uh it was closer i'll give it that dexter fowler had a three-run home run that was very exciting at least Mm -hmm. for the moment and Unfortunately, though, some interesting uh, bullpen maneuvering happened, which... Uh, so, it appears, based off of usage, that the Cardinals sort of see Juan Nicasio as their current closer. Yeah. Which, okay. in and of itself, if you want to say that you think he's your most trustworthy reliever, I'm not even sure if I agree with that, but it's fine. It, 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 it it's, doesn't matter. It's whatever. Yeah. Like, So, Tyler Lyons, though, was pitching for a while. And Pegasus has a post on this. Yes, there's oh. a, a post on Viva I did see that one. Albeit I need to read it more closely, so yeah. everybody should go read that, and I will also read it again. But we'll dis- we'll discuss it as well. But just saying, it's also in a written form here. Yes, but rather than but once Tyler Lyons started struggling, rather than going to the Casio in this very high leverage situation, uh, the Cardinals instead went to Matt Bowman, who I have to, okay. So as a side note, so. I very, very rarely leave games early. I basically only leave games early whenever it's like a rain delay. I left early on Wednesday because the Cardinals were getting blown out. They had taken Yadier Lean out of the game. They would taken Matt Carpenter out of the game. They were calling off the dogs, and they still brought Matt Bowman into the game. Like, why? <laughs> what? Like, are you trying to destroy his arm? What are you yeah. doing here? But. But Bowman came into the game rather than Nicasio. Right. And this Pre- is no knock on Bowman, by yeah. the way. I always feel a little bit bad. Like, yeah, why did you bring in Bowman? Bowman is... He is what he is. He's, yeah. He's, he's not bad, but he's been pitched way too much this year. He's definitely been overpitched. Not, and it's not saying I never want Bowman to pitch, ever. It's just, just less. Just less for his own benefit, really. Yeah. And if you believe that Juan Nicasio is your best bullpen option, he has to pitch right there. That's an enormous game with runners on, with some of the best hitters in the lineup coming up. Rather than putting Nicasio in the next inning, and then there's nobody on. Right, and their their leverage is way low because yeah. and it's worse hitters generally speaking yeah. too. If you yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to argue to take Tyler Lyons out, which is a defensible argument, if he was since he was struggling, although he hit Rizzo apparently, and that was yeah. Like, Questionable. Well, he hit Anthony Rizzo in what was almost a strike. Right. So that kind of created the jam to begin with. But Tyler Lyons has pitched really well. And yeah. you have... Going to Lyons in the first place, I think, was fine. Yes. You have um, what was Zobrist, who's a switch hitter. Yes. And you'd rather him hit from the left than the right. 
But Tyler Lyons can kind of pitch to left-handed and right-handed hitters. And then after that, you have, you have, oh, maybe it wasn't Zobrist. It was a Ian Happ. I yes, can't remember. It was Ian Happ. Ian Happ on the, yeah, there was someone up, and then there was Ian Happ on the bench. It was Almora, who's a right-handed hitter. Yeah. And then there was Ian Happ on the bench, and then there was Hayward. And so, if you take Lions out, you bring in Bowman to pitch to Almora, in theory, who's right-handed, except for it became Ian Happ. Yeah, so would you rather have Lyons pitching to Almora right-handed with a platoon disadvantage, but then Hayward behind him with a platoon advantage, or would you rather Matt Bowman, who's pitched, who's made like 70 appearances this year, pitch to Ian Happ with the platoon disadvantage, and then Hayward with a platoon disadvantage? Well, I think for, I think I would just go with Nicasio. Yeah. But between those two options, I would go with Lyons. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. I, I didn't know the context. I hadn't really been paying that much attention to the game for the most part. I didn't know who had been used for the last couple of yeah. days and stuff. But my thinking was, why not leave Tyler Lyons in? You trust other relievers to get out of that mess. Tyler Lyons has been one of the better ones this season. That just seemed like a time like I felt like he could have gotten out of it. But under the assumption that he couldn't, you don't think he'd get out of it. Why Bowman of all of well, all pitchers? Well, it's not even that I don't think he could get out of it. I just think that you have a better chance with somebody else. Yeah, I, I feel like the typical Matheny move would have been to stick with your guy. Yeah, that that seems like the Matheny thing to do. But instead, he well, I guess the most Matheny thing though is just pitch Matt Bowman whenever yeah. possible. Yeah, <laughs> clearly the ultimate Matheny move was it's to, a day that ends in Y. We have to pitch Matt Bowman. He's like the double play guy, yeah. I guess. Except for that's not actually a thing. Yeah. So like, I feel like Bowman's going to turn into like Kevin Segrist, and he's just going to get kind of ruined by just pitching all the time. And his his motion, like his pitching motion, it's very Tim Lincecum-y, you know? Yeah, I can and see that. And so um, I know Lincecum kind of just sort of fell off a little bit. I don't know if it has anything to do with the motion or anything, but just yeah. I mean, it's also he was also pitching a ton of innings while being. A pretty small guy, and you could argue whether or not that's you know long term. Yeah. Basically, unless you're Pedro, like a long term sort of fix is, is to be a guy who's the workhorse, but the workhorse who's like five ten. Yeah. It's not quite the archetype, but <laughs> anyway, it was just a night—not a nightmare. That's being dramatic, but it was not great. I didn't like to see it. Nor, it was nor, unpleasant. Nor did I. It's like we're like just sort of this is like group therapy for us. Yeah, but we'll talk. We'll talk our way through it, and <laughs> um, the season, you know, is not technically over, but it's looking tough. It's looking really tough. And Heather, you're the eternal optimist. So if one of us is going to say the Cardinals still have a chance, it's you. I'm not going to make you, but if one I of said us- earlier, they still have a chance, but they have to make up at least a game and then sweep the Cubs. And then make up another game. And I don't know. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm an optimist, but I also studied actuarial science. So I know a lot about probability. And I know that that's going to be real hard to do. But you never know. I'm going to keep watching because I like to watch. Yeah. It's not even about the playoffs really for me. I mean, obviously I would like them to make it. But I just like my team. Well, as, so. I, as I mentioned, my football team is terrible. And I need something else to occupy my sports habits with. It's- Hockey in through, a until weeks. hockey starts, so yeah. I'm going to sort of convince myself that I mean I'm going to watch the baseball playoffs no matter who's in it to be mm-hmm. clear. But 
it's not looking like the Cardinals are going to be in it. It's really looking like, I think it's going to be the Rockies. I think they're going to hold on, which you look at some of their peripherals and they don't look great, but they have the wins and that's really the only thing that matters. matters. Yeah. Them wins. Yeah. But I think we accidentally talked about baseball longer than we wanted to there, but Hopefully people realized we were talking about baseball and realized there was no way to turn back and they just turned it off if they wanted to. Yeah. If you're still if you're still listening, you're a huge sucker, but we appreciate you anyway. Yes. Your okay. gift is in the mail. Yes, it is. We will send each of you $40. Warning, checks will not be honored. Heather, would you uh, like to uh, promote anything or say anything as a, a final bit of advice? Sure. Or advice, a bit of Wisdom, I, was like, I don't know. I was going to make me come up with advice right on the spot like that. If you have any, yeah. Um, don't eat yellow snow. Don't watch the Cardinals. Can't means you won't. As my father always used to say, can't means you won't. And I was like, what, the, what does that even mean? That means nothing. But as I get older, I'm starting to realize can't means you won't. Anyway, you can read my writing at Viva Alberto's Monday through Friday at 12 noon. And follow me on Twitter at LIL underscore Scooter 93. Yeah, I think one of these episodes, we actually should just give out advice. That should just be our entire episode. I got lots. I got lots. There is, I'm not sure if you listen to Jonah Carey's podcast, but one thing he does at the end of it is he asks all of his guests to give a, a bit of like life advice. And the advice I always had in my head of like, if I was ever on his show, what I would say, somebody used my exact bit of advice, which is eating at fast food restaurants. Oh, because it's, it's relaxing, right? The drive through everyone's hectic, but if you sit down, you eat, it feels a little bit weird at first, but you get used to it, and it's relaxing. Yeah. But Greg Wyshynski already did that, so I have to come up with something new if I ever go on his podcast, which probably isn't going to happen, especially if, he's, especially if he listens to this podcast and knows what I'm all about. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at JohnJF125. You can follow Viva Albertos on Twitter at Viva Albertos, Facebook.com slash Viva Albertos, uh, Viva Albertos.com, obviously. Check out the podcast on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. You can leave us a nice review if you like, or leave us a not nice review, but a nice review we would like better. Yeah, for we, sure. We, we would sincerely appreciate it. And uh, Let's put it this way. If you don't like this podcast, but you want other people to suffer, you should give us five stars on iTunes, because then more people will see it, and they'll go through the same experience you had. If you enjoyed the podcast, you want to give us five stars, because if you give us five stars, it means other people can enjoy the thing you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. This, this logic checks out, right? Yes. Okay. It's sound. Good. Good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back probably next week, and, you know, we'll talk about hopefully not baseball, but we may <laughs> we may succumb to temptation and uh, discuss baseball against our best logic anyway. Bye. Bye.